Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper Podcast. Your host, Gregorio Leone, will have small discussion with experts, thought leaders, and friends on customer experience, transformation, innovation, and leadership. I hope you will enjoy the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a big, big pleasure to have Naim Arif with me. Hi, Naim. Hi, Greg. How are you? Thank you very much. It's really a big pleasure. And I can only say I feel well if I'm speaking with you because it means in the next half an hour, I will learn a lot, a ton of information, a ton of insight from Naim. It's the real Naim here with me. Extremely happy to, to have you here because you are so busy. You are doing everything. You are involved everywhere, but you find time for that. And I'm really thankful. Before we start discussing, perhaps for the few people that don't know you, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Thank you. So first of all, thank you for inviting me. It is, a, it is an honor for me to be on your podcast. Um, so my name is Naeem Arif. Uh, I'm based here in uh, England, uh, in, uh, well, formerly in Europe. Obviously, we left Europe recently. Um, so I'm, I'm known as a customer first enabler, and that's um, a term that we used ever since my uh, book customer first was published uh, nearly six years ago um i don't classify myself purely as a cx consultant i classify myself classify myself as a business transformation consultant um traditionally i've worked with a lot of big companies in business transformation so uh, people like british airways jaguar land rover the bbc um so some big clients like that around the world Um, more recently, um, I've been working a lot more with smaller clients and I've been specializing in retail and hospitality sector. And I've really been enjoying the fact that you can speak to the business owner direct. Um, maybe they've got a small team of five, six, seven, eight people, and you can really get into some business change. And inevitably, CX and thinking about the customer is my main weapon that I want to help them with. Thank you, Naim. This is a great introduction and I fully agree with you. Business transformation, if it's doesn't start from, from the customer, then it's not a transformation nowadays. And as you said, you are an expert in, in retail, and I would like to chat with you today about a retail business. Um, we know everybody, COVID-19, everything changed. What is happening in, 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 in the retail business? So it's been a very tricky uh, two, three years. So I'll go back a little bit further than COVID. We had a lot of talk about the crisis on the high street. So big brands like Toys R Us, Mothercare, a lot of big brands started going out of business two or three years ago. And then from there, particularly in the UK, we had Brexit and there was an impact there. And on top of that, the, uh, the trifecta, the third thing which hit us straight away, um, COVID-19. So it has been a really tough time for retail and hospitality businesses for the high street. If I talk about it in that respect, um, But, you know, now we are coming out of this time. I think it's also been a good 12 months for businesses and business owners to really get to grips with some of the things that maybe before they were not doing. And I'll give you a couple of examples. One of the things is we all, you know, we're on technology here. Uh, we all are ready to use Amazon to order things. A lot of businesses were maybe not ready with a digital presence. So COVID-19 has forced them because customers couldn't come to their business. And whether that was a retail business or a hotel or a restaurant. Um, so I think COVID-19 has forced that. 
And I think also COVID-19 has given people a chance to um, take their foot off the accelerator and stop and really think about a few things like how can we be more special and how can we look after our customers better? So I think whilst it has been tough, people have lost business. I think it's also a good time and um, a lot of businesses have reflected and are going to progress their business uh, as we come out of the COVID crisis. Thank you for the, for the, for this introduction. And I think what, what you are saying is it's really key. How is possible that a business differentiate itself to create this interest that customers are going to this business and not to, to, to the other business? And as you are saying, COVID is bring let's say this move fast forward and also in the e-commerce world everything change what is happening in the e-commerce world so from an e-commerce point of view again some of the bigger brands were were very uh, ready for e-commerce you know um you know some of my favorite brands like nike and amazon and apple they were always ready for for e-commerce but what i think we've seen recently particularly in retail is um If I go into the fact that I think a lot more people are looking for the niche brands, the personalized customer service, um, the smaller player, and it's now become very easy for that smaller player to also offer a fully e-commerce solution, you know, whether they go with a website, whether they go with a WordPress site or something like that, or whether they go with a, just a social media platform, providing an e-commerce solution uh, has become a lot easier for people to do, and people are doing it. And I think importantly, what we're seeing is we're seeing the fact that uh, customers are now no longer looking at a business and saying that is an uh, online retailer or that is an in-person retailer. Customers are now expecting you to be both. And from my point of view, you know, um, and from your point of view, I'm sure, we, we always will talk about having a unified customer experience. And I think the retailers are getting it as well. You know, they're understanding that. And particularly e-commerce, digital commerce, whatever we want to call it, I think a lot more businesses are getting ready and are ready to deliver that. And from the other side, the demand is there from customers. <clears throat> As we had throughout COVID, a lot more people are now used to buying their shopping online, their groceries, um, some of the traditional things which I always felt people wouldn't buy online. So we are a carpet and flooring retailer. Um, and I always felt people wanted to come and touch the product, but we have seen our online business go from 15% to nearly 32% over the last 18 months. And despite coming out of um, COVID, that trend isn't going back to 15%. A lot of people have now got the experience and the confidence to shop online. So e-commerce, yeah, we've definitely had a watershed We are, I think a lot of people are ready to buy and a lot of people are ready to provide a service for e-commerce in retail and in hospitality. That's, uh, that's very nice. And I think exactly what you are saying, it, it's the key. We are going through this, um, people use, use the name digital experiences, physical and, and digital experiences. And therefore also in retail, it's extremely important uh, to drive this from a customer point of view. What's your view on customer experience in retail? Um, I think it's, it's key. Um, you know, one of the things I always say is that uh, particularly with the, you know, before COVID, when we had the opening up of the global marketplace, um, you know, any product, let's take, uh, let's take a pen, right? Any product, we can always buy it cheaper, faster, 
uh, from somewhere else. So ever since we've had that opening of the global marketplace, you know, over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, it was no longer a question of what can I sell because customers now have a choice. They can buy from so many different people. So it was now a case of how can I make you feel? And, you know, some industries, if you are coming to buy a product, you are a salesperson was very much ready to give you the technical features and benefits of a product. Whereas now people do that research before they go and buy. So now it is all about that uh, fast, that friendly and that fun experience. So can I come in and can I buy what I want to buy quickly? Can you be nice and friendly because I can go somewhere else? Someone can be friendly with me somewhere else. And can you make it a bit of fun? All right. Can you give me something? Because shopping is more of a social experience now. Um, you know, people go shopping on a Saturday or whatever it is um, to unwind, you know. And I used to think, I mean, I'm 47 now. I used to think when I was little, I used to hate going shopping for groceries and all the other things. But if I can now have a shopping experience, which is a little bit of fun, you know, my kids can have a bit of Wi-Fi for free or there can be some offers or something going on, which in makes it more enjoyable for me. The music you're playing. And I think that is that complete experience, which retailers, I think, are doing very well at. And particularly hospitality businesses, they're also catching up. So I think customer service is evolving. I think it will continue to evolve. And I think retailers and hospitality businesses are usually at the forefront of this. And that's why I like working with them, because you see some very energetic people, some friendly people and some fun people. And then it means it's exactly the same like in the customer experience community, <laughs> joke by side. And what, what you're saying, it's key. You, you, you're using the example of yourself going to buy something with your family and uh, you have different needs. You spoke about music, you spoke about Wi-Fi. But on the other side, I was speaking with somebody a bit older than us and they said mm -hmm. COVID, it was my, the only opportunity that I had to go out to shop for a grocery or something different, to see other people. Perhaps we were not speaking together, but at least mm. I had the feeling of being part of something bigger than only being at home and then doing my, my stuff, buying something. And uh, you use also the, the example of the pen. And I think there, as you said, this is a bit more than only the product itself. And my next question would be also all around the, the customer service. Let's take your pen example. You buy the pens, you get them extremely quickie, uh, quick at home, extremely cheap, but the pen are green and you want the, the blue one. And therefore it starts and the customer service uh, piece. Uh, how can you ensure to have a right balance on, on customer service in retail? Okay. Um, so if I understand the question right, let's, let's take that example, you know, And often we, we, we have problems with a customer in terms of, um, I'll say a complaint. And, you know, there's a problem because we haven't met their expectations. I think this, this is where you're going. Right. Okay. So this is a very frequent thing in retail and it's a very frequent thing in hospitality, restaurant business, hotels. And, and I would say two things. I would say the big challenge is that if you have that misalignment uh, of expectations, It's both of your fault, the, the retailer and the customer. It's never one person's fault um, because maybe we didn't communicate clearly. 
maybe they didn't understand, maybe they didn't ask the right questions, maybe we didn't ask the right questions. So I'd always say there's got to be an understanding or acceptance. It's both of your fault. And what I always say is that you have to then, you know, apologize, explain, I'm sorry this has happened, and then work out how we're going to make it better. This is a big thing for me in, in retail and hospitality. Um, it's very, I, I see both sides of the, of, the, of the coin where I see customers who expect a retailer or a restauranter to basically bend over backwards to please them for their specific needs. So on the one side, we have that high level of expectation. And on the other side, we have the, the retailer who is, you know, working hard and, you know, has maybe money invested in their business. And they're thinking, you know, I'm trying to, I'm doing the best I can for you, but you as a customer are still complaining. So, you know, the two things are often not meeting. And for me, it's a problem for both people. But as the retailer, the most important thing you have to do is work out how we're going to make it better. Um, and I think often that doesn't happen. Uh, something that we do, particularly in our retail business, is that we have a, a, a one of our a mantras, one of our sayings is that we want to turn a complaining customer into a retained customer. So turn a complainer into a retainer. And if you can do that, if you can listen to your customer and understand what the problem is, you can often achieve that. And I'll, I'll say one more thing. Often the customer has made the mistake in terms of they didn't ask the right question or give the right information. Now, they are now frustrated. They've spent £100, £1,000 on a product, and they're upset because they feel like, I've got no money, and they already expect that you're not going to help them. So I always say, let them explain what they have to say. I'm sorry this has happened. Now let's work out how we're going to get it better for you. And I think if you can do that with your customers, you'll find often customers will either meet you halfway or even pay you some more money, but you've got to give them a chance first to say what they have to say. And now I'm going to give you a chance to see if I've answered your question. Uh, you have completely, as, as usual, and, uh, and I think elaborating on, on what you're saying, you are covering two extremely important topics. One is being competent from a, from a retailer point of view, being able to solve the issue, but on the other side, also being empathetic, meaning I understand the customer. Perhaps the customer was not able to phrase exactly what was the issue because he didn't understood that. And if, if you can combine being competent together with being empathetic, I think you have quite a good receipt to success because then you can retain the customer and you can grow also your, your, your customer base. Therefore, fully understood and you confirmed also that we are thinking in, in a similar way. We spoke a bit high level about customer experience. We are speaking, we, we spoke now about customer service. And as you said at the beginning, we have quite a lot of changes. And what is changing in customer experience related into the retailing retail business? I think, um, again, we're going to come back to Amazon here. People expect things faster, expect things quicker, expect things in multiple colors. Um, and, and again, as a retailer, um, We won't talk about hospitality for this example. As a retailer, it's difficult for you to have the Amazon capacity. So one of the things I recommend to people is, um, you know, use a service provider, a fulfillment partner like an Amazon, or, um, you know, there are other people like Groupon. There are other providers as well. Try and use someone like that uh, where you can have access to more products, 
you can have access quickly without having to have um, the overhead, the cost of having to carry all that stock or those product lines um, in your in your business. Um, and also partnerships, I think, are really important. Um, if you can work well with a service provider, if you can work well with partner companies, then I think you can deliver a bigger service. Um, customers are now very keen, I think, to look to go to one person and get everything done. So, for instance, again, we're a flooring retailer. So we have partners who deliver furniture, who do uh, curtains and who do paint. So if a customer comes to me and says, you know, as we're talking and they're saying, oh, we're having a house renovated, then I can easily help them get access to other service providers. And what they're finding there is that we're making their life easier uh, and we're giving them a level of service, which is us being helpful to them. And they're, they're enjoying that. So I think from a service point of view, people are used to going to one place and getting access to a lot of things. I think, as I said before, they want a fast service, um, they want a friendly service, and they want to be treated well. They don't want to be treated like, uh, you know, we're just here to take your money. They want to be treated like we respect you. And I think that's very, very relevant today. If I'm understanding well, again, you are touching two two important topics. On one side, it's something like creating an ecosystem that you can offer to the customer everything he or she needs. And, and this is key. Um, you said uh, Amazon is, is one big, big, big example. But perhaps could you a bit elaborate how did you select your partners in order to really offer let's the, the experience that customers are expecting and that you are also willing to offer to your, to your customers. Okay, so that, that's a simple one in a way because it comes down to branding. Um, the way I look at it is I look at it that a customer doesn't want to walk around the high street and visit 20 different places to find the good product and a good service. We, we expect our brand to represent good quality and mm. good service. So when we are looking at partners, we're also looking at partners who respect that and offer the same branding. Because if I was to, if I was to offer an excellent service, good uh, prices and quality and everything else, and if I pass that customer on to my colleague or my partner who didn't, then that would reflect badly on me. So branding uh, in terms of being able to deliver the same quality service uh, is what I look at in order to select partners to work with and to collaborate with. Thank you, Naim. And perhaps as we have a big, big expert here, do you have other tips that you want to, to, to share with, with the audience on, on CX Retail? Yeah, I mean, um, I would say, uh, if, if I was to give you, say, three, the three things I will say is that if you want to be successful um, from a customer experience point of view, mm -hmm. you want to make money, deliver a great customer experience, that's obvious. But if I was to give you three things for a retail and hospitality business, the three things I would say is, Uh, first of all, make it very easy for the customer to buy. You know, if you're a restaurant, don't have a complicated menu. If you're a retail business online or in person, don't make it complicated for customers to buy. So number one would be make it easy for customers to, uh, to sell. Um, and number two, um, realize that the customers aren't here to queue up and the customers aren't here to go through some complicated process and some um, be tricked into paying more money or being caught out. So Uh, you know, think from the customer's point of view, obviously, think customer first. And the third thing I'm going to say, which is really, it's a bit strange, but when you understand what it means deeply, I think it will make all the sense. 
which is um, we are not here to sell. We're here to provide customer service. And that means that if someone comes in, they have a problem, we're here to help them. And because we're going to be helpful, they're going to buy from us. But the minute we start thinking that we're here to sell, then I've seen it myself. Your salespeople become uh, very fixated on chasing uh, commission. And when the customer is not going to buy today, they become you know, uninterested. So remind your people that all of us, be it the person on the door, the receptionist, the delivery driver, whatever it is, we are all here to help the customer. And if we're all here to help the customer, automatically that customer will buy and they'll recommend us. And that's that's what we want to achieve, I think. So that would be my three things I would suggest um, to give a great experience in retail and hospitality. And I think these are outstanding tips and fulfilling customer needs, not only selling something to somebody, but it's really understand and understand the customer and create a relationship. It's what, what you are saying to us. And in what, order- what I would, what I would, one, one thing more I'd say is that Customer experience, you know, I'm a CCXP, um, you know, you're, you're qualified as well. Some people think about it too deeply. At the core, it's about helping the customer. And if you do the simple things, basic things right, mm-hmm. you'll be successful. You don't have to worry about being really clever and really complicated. Do the basics right and everything will work. I have my next tweet now. Thank you, Naeem. <laughs> Uh, joke by side i think exactly to to achieve what you're saying one one big topic is also diversity in the company and uh, and i know that you are extremely active and uh, you are now also um, working together uh, women in tech could you please elaborate a bit what they are doing and also from your point of view why it's important yeah sure so um obviously i work in a lot of technology transformation projects Um, and in that time, I sort of felt that whilst I worked with a lot of women, um, I didn't feel that many of them were in senior leadership positions. Um, so three years ago, I and I used to mentor a lot of women project managers um, who found it tough, you know, um, in a male-dominated dom- environment. Uh, so three years ago, um, an organization called uh, Women in Tech approached me and asked me if I could help identify uh, female leaders or females who, you know, deserve recognition. So I got involved with Women in Tech um, three years ago. Uh, one of my mentees won the main award on the, on the first uh, awards, and I was so pleased for her. Um, and it's, it's helped her career massively. So uh, Women in Tech is all about understanding and recognizing and, importantly, celebrating the fact that women have played an important part in technology Uh, roles in technology projects and will continue to do so. And we're hoping to highlight and showcase them uh, more and more. And it's an annual awards um, celebration, uh, but backed up with mentoring and other things. And I'm an ambassador for our organization. I don't get paid any money from the organization. I'm there to support and try and showcase that um, that this is, this is an option. This is uh, something that we should all be supporting. Thank you very much, Naim, and I think this is really important what you're saying. If if somebody from the audience would be interested to get additional information, is there a web page or a contact person? There is. So there's uh, Women in Tech Awards. Um, you can have a look, but we'll put my contact details at the end of the, um, the podcast, and they're welcome to contact me as well. I'll happily help them and signpost them in which way they can go and get some support. Uh, 
And also, if people want to support that organization, we are looking for women mentors um, to come and speak and to share their experiences and uh, inspire uh, more, more females of the future. Thank you very much, Naim. And I hope that some people will contact you because it's something that we really need to do. And we see also the advantages and the benefits of doing of, of working in such organizations. Um, my last question, and this is something that I need to ask, and it's a strange question. Customer experience one, customer experience two, customer experience three. It will be a customer experience four, or are you going to change the name? Um, so we, we will have a four and a five and a six. Um, so the, the project started, I, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. share with your, um, your listeners, the project started, um, I met Ian Golding for the first time and, uh, we sat down and, you know, I've written a lot of books and Ian had written his book, customer, uh, customer who, customer what, or customer who, Ian, sorry, I apologize. I've got the name wrong. Um, customer what? Wrote, customer what? That's right. So Ian wrote his book and we were talking and, uh, I, I was telling him about the, publishers I use and how easy it was and basically from that conversation Ian and I came up with the idea you know not enough people like yourself who have great insights and customer experience um, were maybe giving being given a platform to sh share that insights um, you know you can be working for a very small company or a very small organization but you can understand customer experience in a way people other people can't so That's where the idea came from. We did the first book. We then did the second book. We did the third book. And thank you very much for contributing to that. We will be doing other books. And we'll always look um, to not make any money out of the book, but help people showcase and show their experience and hopefully bring them to a global world, um, a global marketplace. But, um, yeah, it's a great, great project to be involved in. And uh, there will be a CX4 and a CX5 for sure. Nice, and I will apply for them. <laughs> Thank you, Naim. Now, now it's time to, to learn a bit more about you. As you said, you're extremely active with all your activities, women in tech, uh, the customer experience books, and so on. How can you ensure to have a satisfactory work-life balance? Um, I think it's very interesting because um, I have children who are, you know, from the age of 10 through to 24, I have four children. Um, It's important to have the work-life work -life balance. Uh, two year, three years ago, this is why I stopped working on big projects. I reduced that amount of work because I was working away a lot. Um, working as I do now, um, so I'm one of very few people who, who are consultants and practitioner. So from a consulting point of view, I only do uh, two half days a week. Um, Last year in the COVID crisis, at one stage, my mastermind group had 18 people at one time. It was too many, you know. Uh, so I've had to bring that back down to one group of eight. So that means I can do a couple of half days there. I can do some time in the retail business. And, of course, I can have two days off in the week, which I don't used, didn't used to do. So I am managing to get a day, a day um, uh, spent with the family. And I'm also managing to get out and play golf and watch the football and other things. So it's actually not as bad as it seems. It's like, you know, when you want to achieve a few things, you have to balance the time. And if family is also important, then you have to give them time as well. So all about putting things in their little boxes, in their little places, and then we can do things. We can do great things. 
I fully agree with you. And as I am always saying, my, my battery charger is my family and therefore I need to spend time or to invest time with them. And therefore I fully agree with you. Is there perhaps a book that you say I would like to recommend to the audience? And we please don't mention customer experience three because that's, I will do that. Um, okay. So I'm going to say something really strange and I'm going to say, I love reading Seth Godin, Seth Godin's work. And the two books, uh, which I really enjoyed, uh, one was his Purple Cow book, which had a very simple concept. And you can have a look on that. And, um, you know, that, that I think that's a really, really simple concept, but very, very powerful. And the other one I enjoyed reading a lot, and I go back to it a lot, is the Ask Gary Vee book, where he has the snippets from all of his series. And when I bought it, I bought the CDs as well. Still, there were CDs available. Um, they were very good. And um, if you'll permit me one more, um, Ian Golding's book is fantastic, even though I got the name slightly wrong. The thing with Ian's book is um, Ian talks on a very practical level. And the great thing he has is he has those little exercises in his book. So it's great someone saying put together a customer profile or a customer journey map. But Ian's book actually makes you do it. So if anybody's out there and they want to look at um, customer experience for themselves or their business or they want to learn about it, I think Ian's book is fantastic. So you asked for one. I told you three there. Hopefully that's okay. It's a gift for, for the audience because there's two additional free books that you are mentioning and I know some of them and therefore I fully agree with you. And at the end, if you if you named the, the book of Ian in the wrong way, you will get some negative points and I will get some positive points because I said that for the first time right. Uh, joke, joke by side, uh, name if somebody would like to contact, uh, to connect with you, what's the best way? Um, so you can obviously connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, you can email me at naeem at naconsulting.co.uk or follow me on Twitter. Those are the three things I mainly do. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter at naconsulting or uh, you can email me. And, um, you know, I'm very fortunate that things are things are going well for me, which means I always have time to speak to people. So I'm happy to to share insights. And if I can help someone or connect them, I'll be more than happy to do that, Greg. Thank you very much, Naeem. And now we are coming to, to the last question. And this is Naeem Golden Nugget. It's something that we discussed or something new that you would leave to the audience. Okay, so that's quite uh, quite a tough one there, Greg, that you've asked me to do. Uh, I think I'm going to go back over something I said earlier. And I'm going to say um, back with the, the basic principle of customers, customer first, which was the book I love the most. Mm. Um, in customer first, we talk about the fact that Customers are the lifeblood of your business. And without customers, you don't have a business. So always put the customer first in everything you do. Um, and in that way, you can ensure success for your business. Thank you very much, Naeem. And as usual, I am not commenting your golden nugget because it's Naeem golden nugget. It was really, really a big pleasure to have you on this show. Thank you very much, Naeem. Thank you, Greg, for inviting me. And I look forward to listening to the rest of the CX Goalkeeper series because you've got some great speakers on. I've, I've been listening so far. Thank you very much, Naeem. And also to the audience, it was a big pleasure to have Naeem on, on, on this show. I hope that you enjoyed this discussion as much as I did because it's really full of insights, full of great inputs from Naeem. And I close saying thank you very much. Grazie mille. Arrivederci.
If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it, share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business, we are in a human-to-human environment. Thank you.